Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' words, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is our text. That wasn't one of our readings uh, this past week in our last chapter in our Believe study. It wasn't one of the readings today. In fact, it might seem to run at least a little bit counter to the spirit of those lessons on humility. Letting your light shine so that others can see it might not sound like we're being very humble. And yet I believe that that's exactly what that means. More on that in a bit. First though, since this is our our last Sunday to be talking about believe, I think a few comments there are in order. We've studied and and learned a lot these past 30 weeks. It's been a great journey with uh, with some very intentional progression. So as you'll recall, we, we started with the idea of thinking like Jesus, believing, accepting as true, taking to heart what he has to say to us in his word about about such things as, as who God is and what he has done so that we can know who we are in Christ. Or what it means that God is the owner of everything, and how that impacts our use of what he has entrusted to us. Or what effect the certainty of spending eternity with Jesus has on our lives right now. Those beliefs are the foundation. They're the the first stage in the journey. The more, though, that we think like Jesus the more we want to act like him. That's the uh, second stage in the journey. To learn from him how we are to conduct our lives in this sinful world. To practice, as he did, the spiritual disciplines of worship and prayer and Bible study. To follow his lead in living in community with our fellow believers, using our gifts, spiritual and material, in his service to offer to him our time and our financial resources, acting like Jesus. And then the more we act like him, the more we become like him from the inside. Letting him change our hearts so completely that we become more and more like he is, like like we were originally created to be. To be filled with joy and peace and love and hope. To be like Jesus. 
What a goal for each of us to aim for. Knowing that on this earth we'll fall short, but, but always aiming for that goal by his grace and with his help. So at the risk of oversimplifying this, and now I'm going to call your attention to the, to the sermon outline on page 6 in your service folder. We're going to be talking about various dimensions of humility, and those are pretty well listed there. I think it would be easier for you to follow along. But at the risk of oversimplifying what we've been talking about for 30 weeks, I think in a way, anyhow, we can summarize that with just two statements. The first statement is, we want to know Jesus' love in our lives. And the second one, we want to show Jesus' love with our lives. In all of that, one thing stands out for me. This wasn't new. I knew this. You knew this before. But it certainly got reinforced time and and time again in so many ways in so many of the chapters in Believe. And that is simply this, that Christians are called to be different. different from the rest of the world. Being like Jesus means not being like everybody else is, like like we ourselves were by nature. And that's where humility comes to serve as as a great example of that. So I said there are many facets to this virtue of humility. We're going to start with a quote from C.S. Lewis, a pretty well-known Christian writer, And C.S. Lewis says that humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Or, in other words, humility is not lack of self-confidence or or self-esteem. Humility is a a lack of self-service or self-aggrandizement. It is doing something to the glory of God and for the good of others. Humility doesn't say, look at me. Humility says, look at Jesus. Look at what he has done for someone like me. Look at what he continues to do through people like us. Humility does not mean, and this is a pretty important distinction for us to make, humility does not mean downplaying our abilities or our actions, it means not seeking praise because of them. Sometimes because we want to be humble, and we all do, don't we? Sometimes because we want to be humble, we go too far. And we make it seem as if we don't have anything to offer. I can't, I'm not really very good at anything. But see, that's not genuine humility. Actually, that is doing just what Jesus tells us not to do. In his Sermon on the Mount, he says, nor do people light a lamp and and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. And then he says, and this is our text for today, let your light shine before others. So they can see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. 
Do you see it? Genuine humility is about praising God and pointing people to him. But the praising and the pointing is possible only when God's people let our light shine and and don't hide it. When we do those good works for others to see so that we can point them to the one whose love moved us to such behavior. Remember, humility is not thinking less about yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. In that same vein, humility is not saying, oh, you're better than I am. Much more helpful is to say, you are more important than I am. Or to use the word that that St. Paul uses in our epistle reading when he says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. And Paul tells us how how that is seen in our lives. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Count others more significant than yourselves. This is a great example of, uh, of what someone meant when, when he said, don't hear what I'm not saying. I, th- I just think, I, I think of that pretty often. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Paul is not saying that God doesn't see us is very important, that God considers other people to be more significant than we are. He is saying that's how we should see others. No one is more important to God than you are. But then again, you and I are not more important to God than anyone else. God puts no one person ahead of any others. But here's what he does do. He puts all people ahead of himself. What an incredible thought that is. That is genuine humility. And isn't that what Jesus meant when he said in our gospel lesson, for even the Son of Man, talking about himself, and of course as God he'd have had every right to to demand this, but he says no. Even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And Paul picked up on that in our epistle lesson when he said, Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Genuine humility. Now, I do want to take a step back here and make sure that that we understand very clearly what Jesus was up to here. It was not his purpose to live such a way that people would imitate him. That's not why he came. It was his purpose to die in such a way on the cross so that people would be saved through him. Jesus came not to show the way, but to be the way. He came not as our example, 
but as our Savior. I do want to make sure we know, though, that it's not either or. So he came to be our Savior, but it also so happens that he is our example. As those who know his love in our lives, we want to show his love in our lives. And so we seek to follow his example, which is also what uh, St. Paul says. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Jesus says the same thing. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. Another example of don't hear what Jesus is not saying. He's not saying that humility is a strategy. He's saying it's an attitude. Jesus is not giving the secret to success. If if you want to be great, here's how you do it. No, he's talking about an attitude of humble service. A loose paraphrase could be something along these lines. If you want to be great, you won't be. At least not in any significant way. From God's perspective, it's the desire to serve that makes a person great. Not the other way around. Not the desire to be great that makes a person willing to serve. So let's consider now a couple ways to do that. A couple of practical ways to see and to show humility in our lives. It's in your sermon outline towards the bottom where we say humility is being willing to consider that I might be wrong and to admit it when I am. So here's a question for you. When someone disagrees with you, what's your first response? Is it like mine too often is, oh, they're wrong? Or is it, oh, I wonder if I might be wrong? We're not always right, are we? Can we consider that? Can we at least be humble enough to do that? And then, when we consider that possibility and we find out it's correct that I was wrong, can we have the humility to admit it? You know, it's not always sinful to be wrong. You know that, right? But sometimes it is. And when it is, honest and humble repentance is called for. The kind that first hangs its head in shame at what I've done, but then lifts its head in gratitude for what Jesus has done. And that brings us to our our last point in the sermon outline, our last illustration about humility, and that is humility is being willing to serve without recognition or reward. Being willing to serve without recognition or reward. So this weekend, and right now in this service, we are recognizing people who don't really want to be recognized. You know, I gotta, it's like pulling teeth to get these people here sometimes, especially the ones wearing flowers. 
Because they, they don't want to stand out. They, they, don't want to, uh, they don't want to call attention to themselves. All they want to do is to serve. Good for you. I'm not going to fault anybody for that. Although you might want to listen again to the words of Jesus. Let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So pretty much if they had their way, we wouldn't be here doing this today. But, but we are doing this today because we won't let them off the hook. It's important for us to do this for a number of reasons. Number one, it's important for you to be able to see your servants and to show your appreciation for what they do. And I'm going to ask you to do that not just in this service, but, but look for opportunities. When you run into one of your kids' teachers or grandkids' teachers or one of your pastors or, or Dr. Hislop or, or any of, of those who are serving here at St. Lawrence, offer them a word of appreciation. And that's the second reason why we're doing this because while they, they don't want recognition, everybody needs to know. We just, you just need to know that you're appreciated and the encouragement that that can bring. And the third reason is because maybe others will be encouraged by your example. So as as you are, are standing up here, there, there might be a young woman or a young man in the congregation who says, that was my teacher. That was my pastor. And I think I'd like to follow in her footsteps or, or his footsteps. And we need that, don't we? We, we need more young women and men from our congregation and, and from the church to step out in service like that. So here's the summary. Here's the way it works. When we let our light shine before others, what happens? They see our good works and they glorify our Father who is in heaven. And wanting that to happen is genuine humility. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.